Good evening and welcome to the Laughing Monkey Music Show. Taylor and Fred Curry, how are you? Doing well. Thanks. How are you? Well, uh, I'm doing good. Thanks for coming on the show. Fred is probably most well known in the past for being a drummer for Cinderella, but he's also been like probably one of the premier rock sub drummers too over the past many years. And he's also <laughs> been prolific as a, as a great composer and, you know, for, for TV and sports, uh, songwriter and composer. Um, and we're going to kind of touch on a bunch of these different things today, and then at the end, we're going to kind of lead off on some of the bigger projects you're on and what people can go check out that you're doing. Um, awesome. Yeah. Really cool. So you actually, and, and a lot of stuff people can refer to is either at, at your uh, your website, which is really cool, is doubleforte.music.com, which I, A, has a great little, um, like a little food chain of you through the years, a little timeline. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty fun. Just some silliness, you know. Well, it's great, you know, because it's not a lot of act. It's hard because you know how it goes. There's not a lot of active um, websites. They get built and then they become ghost towns. Right. Know? Yeah. I, you know, I do. Uh, I am guilty of letting that lapse quite a bit, but uh, then I go in there and kind of try to update everything because I try to keep it fun. If somebody's going to go and take their own time to come and even care to see what I'm doing, try to make it a little, you know, give that the respect and make it a little bit fun for them let me just throw in all that old candy from the fun uh rock years you know well it is it is fun i mean i'm i'm close to age i'm i'm, I'm 50 uh, 52 so so the, mm -hmm. the main heyday years were also my prime years and i think that's why everyone remembers their their young financially expendable free time years as their main years um yeah exactly but i mean this necessarily means it's always the best years for music <laughs> Like I, I love a lot of new music still coming out, but like, you know, people are like, oh, I don't give up. I remember that, well, we'll use Cinderella. I, I love night songs, but yeah, but they did like three or four other albums afterwards that were great. But right, that's what they right. remember because that was their peak high school year. And then they're like, oh, I got out of high school. I stopped listening to music or, or you know, and they forget totally. the dance go on. Um, I, I totally, I totally get it. And I'm guilty of that as well. Are you? <laughs> I think that yeah. the internet has been great, great for that though, to go back. I've been able to go back because there's some bands I didn't, I was unable to financially check out with YouTube. I can go back and go, okay, I like this album. Now I go back, I like an iTunes or something. You know, as I got older and, and better career, I can afford to go back and buy this music. So it has, mm -hmm. the technology has allowed that at least. That's right. Yeah. And that's, that's, that's what's great about technology and being able to do that. I always, when I'm asking someone or when I'm trying to learn a song, I had this, this thing I was doing with Dee Snyder and a bunch of guys in Vegas many years ago. And we were a cover band. Um, and to go back and learn some of the songs or see what some of the drummers were doing, we, we never had that as, as kids. We couldn't really, we could listen to a record, try to slow a record down by hand because that's what it was, uh, yeah. on a turntable to figure it out. But now it's like, oh, I want to learn hot for teacher. I can just go to the internet, hot for teacher drums only. And bam, yeah. there they are. And you can learn everything. And so the, that's why I think a lot of the musicians today in, in newer rock are better than any of us were back then as far as technically uh, yes. better because their influences, they get to see everything, they get to break it down, they get to actually see it. Um, you know, if I wanted to go see Neil Peart play, I would have to go to see him in concert. But that was it. Um, so... You know, you the go. funny thing is actually a lot of guitar musicians that doesn't that though. They like be like, I have to do a gig, 
And they're like, I don't remember my own stuff. I'll go on, um, you know, Ultimate Guitar to learn my own licks, which is always right. pretty funny to me. <laughs> that's pretty, yeah, that's, you're right. It is good. Yeah. I mean, that's where I go. It's very cool. like, I, I, I couldn't play guitar until YouTube came out because I couldn't learn by ear. I had to be on visual. So to me, you know, it's, it's good for uh, an amateur. Um, but, but for you, when you were learning though, I mean, you're, you're classically trained and from the very beginning and you, you play, you, you play like, and you play, you sing, like what, what instruments do you actually play at this point? I mean, it's a lot, I feel. Well, what instruments do I play? Well, none. Well, what, no, no. What I feel instruments like you, can I well, play? Decent, uh, decently, I guess. Yeah. I Felt subjective. I guess. Yeah. Violin, a little bit of cello. Uh, guitar, bass, all the the band instruments, you know, bass, guitar, drums, uh, trumpet. I forgot how to play trombone, piano. Um, and if I can't play something in the orchestra, I've been in orchestras for so long, and and I guess I'm pretty good as a programmer. I can program it to make you think that I've played it. <laughs> Yeah. Is that from the composition background you got from Berkeley? And uh, UCLA, yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. I think that makes a huge difference, I think, with musicians, because anybody who's been classically playing or, or, or played in high school bands, even, really have an edge up on in, when they're in other bands. I don't think people realize that. I think so, in, in different ways. You know, I think things come out of it. Uh, you know, I did, I started at a young age, I was five, and I think. You know, my I'm so lucky that my parents knew that there was something there. I was kind of a natural. Mm -hmm. um, when I was so young, it just came, it came easily. It was a gift. Uh, and then at six was my first performance. So once they realized this guy's not going to get a job, <laughs> he's going <laughs> to do six. <laughs> music. He's going to do music. Uh, and then so at seven, I was in a, a music conservatory. And, you know, then it started going on hours of practice a day at a young age. You started with three hours, three hours, three hours, and then four hours a day. And then through all my, you know, fifth, sixth, seventh grade, it was four hours a day of rehearsal all the way up through my teen years. And on Saturdays, it was um, training orchestra, which was from eight in the morning until noon every Saturday. So it was wow. definitely not easy. Um, and at the time, at the beginning, you don't notice it and you just love it because you know you're really good at, at right. something. So you're just kind of showing off and you're enjoying the practicing and you're learning stuff. And it was, you know, you're a little kid, you're just, it's it's a sponge and it's it's great. Then, But then after a while, you wanted to go play baseball with your friends. And they're going all they're going out to the to the pool in town and everybody's gonna go have a barbecue and you're going to training orchestra to do that and and so then it starts changing. You don't like doing it anymore. And then so you try to rebel. But every time I tried to rebel and add an instrument to my repertoire, my mom would add an hour of violin practice to it. So yeah, you can play drums, but you're gonna have to add an extra hour to the violin so we gotta go through that whole thing and then finally you're just like i don't want to play violin anymore and then um gosh i'm so glad i i got to do all of that because now it all 
has come full circle and everything that I'm doing musically is because of that. And, and learning things came really easy because of that, um, all of that heavy duty training that most don't get. Uh, like right. when I got the Cinderella gig, they wanted me to learn four songs in a week. And because of what I did for my whole life, I learned all 10 songs um, that they had on the demo um, in, in a day. And it was note for note. And I think that's why I got to do these fill-in gigs. Uh, and that was all because, so that's like the thing that I carry from that. Um, other people can are just amazing at writing songs and can come up with that stuff quickly or lyrics or something. That's not my gift, but I think my gift is, uh, you know, if ACDC called tomorrow, I could be on a plane and then be show ready tomorrow night. That's incredible. See, it's a bold that... statement, but it's no, you know, only if I, okay. yeah, you know, I have to put in the work. It'll no sleep and a lot of charting, and I might have to cheat on looking down at charts and whatnot, but I'll get it done. So is that what it is? It's a mixture of charts with relearning it, and then natural it's all charts. It's all charts. Okay, I see, it's I don't all play charts because I, I had no idea. No, it's it's in anything. It's it's writing it down. If I can write it down, as I'm listening to it, mm -hmm. the memorization is amazing, um, because I'm writing every part down. It's not just listening to it and trying to remember it. I'm writing it. I'm seeing it. I'm playing. You know, I'm playing it back by watching, looking at it. I wish I could find all the charts that I did for the poison stuff, because that was cool. Or even um, Night Ranger, but gnr was no charts it was just i was that is actually kind of cool I, we could talk uh, about that for a minute because i don't think everybody knows about that i know about it because i'm a dork i'm usually, I'm usually a dork but if we can <laughs> talk about how you how you jumped into that another another crazy gig which ties into it so for the people that don't know uh guns and roses was i don't know it's deceiving he broke his hand i think right or something yeah uh -huh. and they needed a, a, a drummer and and they called on you i mean you could it's your story you can tell it awesome so if you want to hop in well, I had been given, we were in Japan, Cinderella was doing a Japanese tour, and on the way over, our manager gave me uh, the first GNR record, a cassette, and but it hadn't come out yet. And I had heard it for the first time, and we had heard it before anyone. And I was like, what is this? And immediately I fell in love with it, and I couldn't stop listening to it. Uh, I listened to it the whole way over, and then every moment that we weren't on stage, I was listening to this. I could not get enough of it because uh, I'd never heard anything like it. Yeah. And so that one was just I heard it so much that I, I memorized it. Um, and I never wrote any charts and because I never thought I was going to do anything. So I just loved the band, and I, I knew that. And then uh, one day when I was home, months later, I got a call at four in the morning or something or two in the morning and I was out and I just, I had gotten home a little bit later. Uh, and then I heard a, the voice mail said, Hey, learn the song that's on your outgoing message. I'll call you later. And um, welcome to the jungle was on the outgoing message. It was from a friend, Doug Goldstein, who ended up being Guns N' Roses manager 
but he was their tour manager at the time. And I met him when he was David Lee Roth's bodyguard. Um, really? And, I know he's yeah. Yeah. one guard. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. He was security for, um, for Dave. So, um, uh, at like seven o'clock, the phone rang and he said, um, can you be on a, on a flight? Maybe at four o'clock in the morning. I don't know. Sometime the phone rang. He, can you be on the first flight out this morning? There's a show tonight and, uh, we need a drummer. And I said, yeah. So I flew out and it was to Minneapolis and they got stuck in a snowstorm. And the first time I met Axel was on the way to the stage. He said, so you're the guy. <laughs> and I said, I am. He goes, let's rock. And then, so we just went up and, and did the show. And it was, by my memory, flawless. You can actually, I think those those are on you know, some bootlegs on the interwebs. It's got to be something out there. I didn't even you know can listen to, yeah. Yeah, it was pretty, it was pretty easy and um yeah so i finished the tour and then i came back and i did all of the headlining dates with them here so there were four of them in la yeah so that was it was cool yeah it was great and it was all the original guys and they were absolutely phenomenal what is timestamp too because that i mean like i said that was the album that was like the led zeppelin album of for our generation i mean i saw i heard the album company was going to come out as they're the first day to get it and I, and like everyone else, I just listened to it like for the first year, like every day. It was like the most different thing in the world. So the fact that you got to play with it while you're in another phenomenal band, you know, <laughs> yeah, it, so, just so run. lucky. I'm so lucky. Well, I mean, yeah, I'm, you I'm, I'm maybe a little bit, but 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 you're also you a very talented, and you're also b very very kind, and you're nice, you know. So you're those are the perfect recipes for having. <laughs> I'm a musician or a thank fellow you. musician to be, and some somebody's very kind. Oh, thank and, and, you. And easy to get, you're welcome. And easy to get along with, and talented. I mean, I don't think I've ever heard anybody say anything bad or negative about you, you or your playing or anything ever. It's always been like, oh, Fred's great. He's a great drummer. Like, he's a great guy. Like I've done hundreds oh, of interviews. You. Like it, it's it's phenomenal. I mean, you're welcome. It's who you are. I mean, it's <laughs> the person oh, you are. That's really kind. Thank you very much. Well. And I think it's great. I think and it goes to say, like, and you're always very complimentary because I know we're talking here about you. You subbed for for um, Ricky Ricky Rocket, and and um, uh -huh. I know you're talking about how complex. How some people say he's not a good drummer or he's not very complex because everyone likes to just do their little jabs, but you actually said you you know you're talking about it in an interview how how challenging it could be. What kind of drummer was it? Not as easy as you think. Oh my gosh, I thought it was just going to come in and I'm going to okay. I'm going to really straighten out these tempos and I'm going to fill rud this thing. And it was like, no, there's a swing. There is a swing to his playing that yeah. nobody knows. And it's more like Bunny Carlos. People think, oh, he's got to play like Bonham. No, yeah. it's Bunny Carlos. He has got a swing. So when the first time I had to play something to believe in, I thought it was go, 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 go. No, yeah. it's got a he has such a swing and you know because he's up there and he's doing all this stuff with the hats and he's standing and twirling and doing all that so people i think get jealous of that you know like well he's not maybe he's not doing you know putting dave weckle riffs but i mean i can't do dave weckle you know things yeah it's like i don't know there's there's a th something with poison that people 
want to say bad things about. And they brain themselves as a party band from the very beginning. And I think it, it they're the best party some. band. No, but I'm saying I think it hurt them because yeah. also because it, it and and they had the, they were the kings of the makeup look and I think it 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 got rid of their other the credibility of like CC's great guitar work or you know what I'm saying I just saw them on the uh, the tour the, the stadium tour recently you know and you know they yeah. sound great they sound no different than when I saw them in the 90s you know they um, all of the reviews came back as as that that was the best band on the bill uh. I think they were, they're just a great, fun party band. They, so this is the thing, you know, I, I know the guys in the other bands and they were like, what do you think of Poison for the, not that I had any say in it, but doing the Poison opening, I said, you couldn't pick a better act to open this show. I said, the one thing about Brett Michaels, I've never seen him have an off day and I've toured with him 10 times, with like major tours. Right. So I've seen them a lot. He's never not been able to sing his parts. He's never not delivered live. And it's never not been a party with those guys. Same well, thing with all, all the other guys. Huh? They what? They, well, they made sense on the bill. That, with Def Leppard, and, and I know you're friends with the crew, as they're dissolving right now. They're having enough of their own problems. But you know, Def Leppard have been, were solid. They were great. I was impressed with Def yeah. Leppard. And how yeah, big, they're how, incredible. How big to come out with a with a with a, a, a brand new song? They're opening a stadium show with a brand new song. <laughs> that good for them because oh. that is <laughs> that, that you is know awesome. that's that's because they're great. They're big. They're huge. Yeah, really good. Courageous. Good I remember the Bullet Boys tried something like that years ago. Mark to read. We're gonna do something nobody's done before. And they opened with a ballad. I was like, oh. eh, maybe not the best uh, choice. A ballad, yes. but uh, good for you for trying. That lasted one show. You know, it's not even the song. It's just about it's just not how you start a show. <laughs> exactly. It's, just, it's, it's like, like the worst good. energy. You know, like somebody's yeah, it was the buffet. worst energy. Ugh. It was, but they were, you know, they were a lot of fun. Those guys were a ball. But yeah, I think. But boy, yeah, it, Bobby Dodd said it the best way. Hmm? Yeah, I agree with you. What were you saying? Bobby Dodd said what? Bobby Dodd said it the best. He said. I never wanted to be the greatest musician on the planet. I just wanted to be a rock star. I wanted to be an entertainer. And he goes, and I am. And you know yeah. what? He is. Exactly. He is. And he enjoys it. And, you know, I think um, I think the two other bands that could have gone on would have been some version of Cinderella and the mostly reformed version of, um, of rap, Stephen Piercy and all those guys. I think that would have been great, you know, they could have got it to get back together. They needed not, to get a full thing. I don't think Skid Row will ever happen. Rat no. will never happen again. Warren won't uh, do it, I don't think. I've talked to Stephen a lot. I've had him on the show a lot. And um, I just saw yeah. that he sounds so good live right now. Stephen is at his yeah. peak. He sounds, he's, yeah. he's clean, he's sober. God, he sounds good. I posted a video of the show I saw at Wolf Den uh, a couple weeks ago. God. Yeah. I was raving over it. Yeah. I know. It's just um, too 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 bad that uh, people can't. It's like you guys are going to go make buckets of money to play music. Mm -hmm. Just suck it up and go out and rock. It's Have been a great fun. time it's and look victory at victory lap. You know, be grateful. Be grateful for that. You know what I mean? Because nobody wants to play bars. No, be but I mean, grateful and go out and do it. 
you know. They could have, yeah, they could have done it. They could have been on, I, I would have rather seen Rat than Joan Jett. It's not a because Joan Jett. It's just a different, Rat would have been great with Poison and everybody else, you know. Oh, that would have been cool. Yeah, but then it would have taken it down the full 80s hairband thing. And I don't think Motley wants to be a hairband. And Def Leppard is not <laughs> a hairband. You know, they, they totally are. They're on, a, you know, Def Leppard has sold more records than Motley. So Def Leppard yeah. is in the superstar league way bigger. You know, oh, you yeah. could do Def Leppard and Brian Adams and that would work. Yeah. You know, because right. they're they're doing something. So Rat or Cinderella, uh, not the right fit because then it'll turn it into a Monsters of Rock eighties thing and then it'll take the the highbrowness away from it. And and Poison, I didn't know this, but Poison's sold sixty million records. So you know, they're a lot bigger than people think. Oh, no, I agree with you. But I think once Poison was on the bill, mm-hmm. I think it, 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 Poison and Def Leppard Molecule, people thought it was a hair band. I don't know what, you know, Molecule's thinking any different. I think, you know, everyone had their heyday in the 80s and 90s for most of them. Yeah. I mean, Def Leppard's mm-hmm. only group are now putting out uh, original music out of all of them, really. You know? Right. Yeah. We'll see. What and Joe Jett, by the way, sounded bands. great. No digs towards her. She was fantastic. Her band was great. It was a good show. I just would have loved to see, you know, a reunited rat is what I'm saying. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, I I would like that too. I love that band. I'd love to see you and uh, Stephen do something again. I I loved Arcade. Thanks. It was a fun band. I think you know that ship has sailed. We oh, talked sure. about it. We always talk about doing something together. But I'm just I'm on to something else. You know, if something uh, came if something came along for and I could step into it in an arena or bigger, mm-hmm. I'll do it. But I don't want to put anything together again. It's just so much work. Like I'll do, I'll do singles with with guys. I think that would yep. be. That's fun what I was thinking. Like write some songs something. together. Like do some songs together, maybe. Yeah, and just put out a couple of things, and just people say, "What's this for?" It's for nothing. It's for us. If you yep. dig it, cool. That's if you don't, well, if we dig it, you'll probably dig it. Yeah. And if you don't, we'll do something else with somebody else. Oh, that would be fun. Just like a little revolving door. Yeah, kind of neat. I mean, it, Steve is always right, man. I'm sure he's got lots of music. I tell you, um, yeah. it's fantastic. But what was really great. So, like during the the '90s, like a lot of the rock scene kind of got really wonky and kind of weird. But you kept afloat because at that point you started to evolve into a Ace being able to sub with other bands, and and, and regardless of what was going on with Cinder all the time, you started doing other production stuff. What was the transition yeah. that really kind of got you to hop, to hop into that though? Like, was there something in particular that really made you jump? Well, I'm a musician, so I like to do things. So a lot of the bands that, you know, some people will just go out and tour or do a record and then nothing and then tour and then nothing. But if I keep, if I am bored, yeah, that's not good. I can't (laughs) do it. I have to, I have to be busy. I have to be doing something and I really only know how to do music. So, uh, so that's my whole thing. I have to keep that going or else I just turn into a crazy hypochondriac and, you know, <laughs> think about myself and, and I have to always be working and I love, love to do it. And I always thought it was fascinating. Like what, you know, I got to watch Andy Johns do it. So it's like, oh, if you turn that knob there and you turn that knob, this sound comes out and, Sometimes you can get a good drum sound. Sometimes you can get a bad drum sound. It just, 
a challenge and a lot of fun to create something out of nothing. Did that give like, you a different perspective nothing, though? With him, what's that? Like, because did Andy Johns work with him? Because was it, he also brought in a lot of different drummers on that album too, right? Oh yeah, well so yeah. That, he, I mean, I can see that he, he kind of a weird thing because a lot of people were like, "Well, you didn't get to drum on the first album because he kind of came in, and then you did the other one." But then, why are you being replaced? You're a great drummer. Like, why aren't you just with the band? I think it confused a lot of people, especially back then. But you have a different well, view on things, though. Yeah, I mean, I I think if if all of that stuff with him didn't happen, so he was that way with everybody. Yeah. Right. So I know the. Little known fact, Greg Bissonette came in and recorded the entire Cinderella record. And he right. got fired because he wasn't good enough. So oh, that's insane. Oh yeah, Cozy First Powell, one, you talking about yeah. nice songs? Uh, I don't know what I don't remember what record it was. So I wasn't in the band yet for night songs. So right, the, the songs that I auditioned to were um were the demos of that record, but some of them ended up being that record. Uh, that was Jody Cortez who ended up being in the kingdom kingdom come or something one okay, of those yeah. bands or, yep. or something like that and he was a studio guy and um because cinderella's drummer got fired before we even got into the studio so <laughs> they needed to just get the record done and then and then find the band same with jeff jeff was the same kind of thing so this guy buried the benedetta played a lot of the solos on on the night songs record um so that was that and and you know you can either have your ego get into it and go oh no i'm better than that or no well, screw that I, I i like this i'm gonna learn from this and he made me you know i was i was practicing drums literally eight hours a day after that getting on the click and getting solid and learning what i had to do to the point where I turn into a freight train when I play and there's no going off of the click. And then some, a lot of people, I remember Dana Strum once said to me, he goes, you're playing to a click up there? I said, no, he goes, there's, it's impossible. You're that solid. It's impossible. It's just, it's exactly a straight line. I said, well, isn't it our job? He goes, I can't believe <laughs> you're not playing with a click. And it was the greatest compliment. I don't know if he was trying to compliment me or, or I don't know what he was doing, but Whatever it was, I never forgot it. Also, he told me I'd never get the Aussie gig because his friend was going to get it. So, so uh, maybe he was. <laughs> that's the way he was. This was way back before Cinderella. He oh, was wow. like, uh, "You're you're not going to get this gig." I was like, "Oh yes, I am," and I did. Um, but his friend didn't get it, huh. unless his friend was Randy. I don't know. It? I don't know. Either way, but you know, I I remember. It's funny how you remember things when you yeah. meet someone. They make how they make you feel. Yeah, and, you may um, hear it differently. What's that? I said it makes you feel different how things are said and how things are interpreted. But I think back then you had a great attitude, even back then, especially being a young man in the '80s and '90s and rock and roll, and you know, to be able to say, you know what, I'm going to get better from this, and not being like, forget that. There's a lot of egos back then. I, I, I don't there. think you. I don't think. I think everybody has to fail to to get better or you don't get better, right? Because if you're already that guy, you, you don't get better. You have to have those setbacks to, to look at yourself. Um, some people can don't need that, but I definitely did. I needed those wake-up slaps in the face because violin came super easy to me. 
Yeah. Like anything I did on that worked. But with okay. drums, I was also a natural at that. But when it came into kind of the, in the big leagues, I might have been a little bit too on easy street. You know what I mean? Sailing through a little bit easy. Uh, and then and then I'm glad I went through those, you know, because I, yeah. it, it just, yeah, I never forgot them. And I always remember, and I still remember some of the things um, that were little tweaks in my playing that Andy would say, or Tom, or anybody really. And okay, cool. And I always I keep that in mind to this day, not holding on to it, but just thinking, okay, don't screw up, you know, in in this sense, in that sense. So it's all learning experience. You just have to take thinking out of it. Once right. you think about something, it really stops your your growth and it's just your mind you know which can go crazy the mind is a terrible thing um and if you take away the thinking uh and that's the zone right well and that's somebody, my motto you, think, you know you think you stink that's actually my motto for years Anybody oh it's amazing <laughs> yeah amazing well it's that's what you say I mean, but if you think how, about it if you don't think about it just do it i think michael jordan thought about those games like oh my gosh what am i going to do next and i also read something about I think it was Rick Allen way, way back in like one of the early, before I had ever gotten in a band, just reading something in Modern Drummer. Because if I used to think about a, a fill coming up in four bars, uh, here it comes, here it comes, every time I'd screw it up. If you don't think about it, uh, you just, it, it flows. It's easy. Same with golf. People say that. you see the ball going into the hole if you think uh it, it gets in your way and you mess it up it's amazing it's it's so anyway that's my whole <laughs> sidebar it made no sense no it's it perfect i think it, it ties in because you did and you had the humility because you've been taught for so many years to know that there's always something to learn and i'm saying from the yes. outside now looking back as adults we can look back and see all this stuff in here and the story makes sense but on the outside, everyone watching the band going, he's a slamming drummer. I don't understand what's going on. Why is he not on the album? Because nobody gets it back then. But you already had the experience of being taught other instruments. You're taking the opportunity to learn. And you just keep chugging along. And you had nothing to say about it. You know, so it's kind of a mystery, I think, back then for some people. Um, yeah, that's a mystery to me sometimes, too. Well, yeah, so the thing but... is, actually, so, you know, with... with um, Actually, with Sterella and the passing of actually two members, sadly, within a day or the same day, I don't even know. Three, exactly. three okay. members. Three. We also lost John Perdell, who was our keyboard player before uh, Gary. Oh, that's right. That was on that's the right. 98 tour, right? 99. So I got yeah. about that. Yeah. It's been a rough time for musicians. Um, yeah. And I know people always talk about reunion. And I, I think that, like you said, I know you've said it's probably passed. Is there any t talk of putting anything together, like doing like a tribute or a, a musical, like a CD or an album? I mean, something together, like with all, all the musicians, you know what I'm saying? To represent no. all the years? No. No. Uh -uh. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. No. Just as a fan, because I mean, they've all passed on and, you know, it feels like it was kind of a shame everyone kind of passed without a, 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 a send off, you know what I mean? Got four records to send you off. Go back and listen to those. Those are the As great, you know what I mean? Right. That's, that's that's exactly right. So anything new, it's like 
self-serving if you ask me it's not a tribute it's oh, a hey, buy my so. record you know buy my record that that person that you're tributing is not going to be on it no i meant so like old stuff point? like do you, if you had any old huh? footage and old stuff like any old footage or oh. any old stuff to oh. put out there to share with the fans of good times that, you know what i mean like old performances yeah. some live stuff yeah no all right that's cool <laughs> No. I, I get that. I mean, because I do. I do. Can be you're right. Can be self-serving depending on how the bands do it. Yeah. Because yeah. But you, but, but you guys are pretty honest though about things. Though. Cinderella's always been very straight up. You know, Tom's not going off and calling himself Cinderella even though he could. You guys have never been on that bandwagon because he's cool. Because right. he's cool. Because it's not right. No, I so, agree with you. That's my point. So like, yeah. if you did something with like some, if you guys did something with some old footage or something and put it out there and said, "This is a remembrance of our of our, of our fallen brothers," just more for the fans. It would come across I'm gonna, a little more sincere. I'm going to do something with only me, like a camera on me, whether anything from riding my bike or playing tennis, and I'm going to call yeah. it Cinderella. <laughs> and I'm going to put out a box set. <laughs> that would be hilarious, actually. Yeah, it would well, be pretty funny. You can watch that. That's going to be your headline now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Clickbait. Yeah, let's not even that. Let's let's wipe that from the record. Yeah, that's it's a joke. Yeah. It's a joke because no, it will. You know what? Blabbermouth will pick up on that yes, and say, "Fred Corey says he is Cinderella." You know you what know, I mean? That's not true. Well, anybody so, knows you and knows that, and you know, and I think that's the whole point. Oh that's God. the point of my show is I'm gonna avoid the clickbait. I think you know. I think um, yeah. It's important that dude, it's just a fan as more of a as a, as a you know as a remembered thing would be kind of neat and from an honest point. That's, but I think what you guys are saying is very true though. And it's, that's why I don't do interviews anymore. It's because it's all clickbait, mm -hmm. and you say one thing, and you mean it as a joke or something like that, and these desperate outlets grab onto it, and you know they think it's great for their measly ratings, and then it just puts your world in a in a tailspin for a couple of weeks trying to fight the fires of what you didn't say right you know what i mean I, so yeah but you can that. say will there be a tribute with any of the old stuff absolutely not which is fair which is is absolutely fair yeah. because i think it yeah. and it's always going to approach those things from the very beginning and just end it and put a kibosh in it and i've had the same questions with steven steven pierce is coming on my show he's he's done his own statements about rat you know from himself, yeah. just to clear, just to yeah. clear the record. He came out with this cancer yeah. thing on my show to share his cancer, to clear it, and it's all there, unedited, and people can just take it and do what they want with it. But it's unedited, right. and it's right from that artist's mouth. It's no, no clickbait. It's, you know, that's it. Um, right. And that's as it is. And to me, what's really great is I love the fact, and I want to kind of wrap up on this part is what you're doing now. Besides, you do jump in, you play the clubs, and you do, you just you know do Night Ranger. I mean, you do jump in over the past couple of years doing little fun things and you still play your drums a lot doing rock stuff but you're much more than that i mean you have a full-on career now where i don't even have time to play drums in other bands let's talk about some of the stuff you're doing now though people can check out your stuff now what you've been up to well yeah now so now i'm a full-on television composer and um i just finished uh, two shows simultaneously uh, I've been working on those for the last eight months. And um, I wrapped one of them yesterday and the other one a couple of days, uh, a couple of weeks ago. One's called The Ark. It's on Sci-Fi Network right now. And it streams on Peacock uh, the following day. So Wednesday is 
at 10 uh, and 9 Central, 10 East Coast and 10 West Coast. Uh, and that show, the ratings are quite good. So hopefully we'll get a second season. And um, the other show is is the second season of Almost Paradise, which stars Christian Kane, and it's really friggin' funny. He's also in Leverage, the show Leverage, which used to be Timothy Hutton for the first five seasons, and then yep. now it's uh, Noah Wiley. And um, and Christian Kane is so funny. And we shoot it in the Philippines. So the arc is a sci-fi, uh, and that's shot in Serbia. And uh, because uh, Dean Devlin, who is the creator, of that show does the outpost and the outpost i guess they have a huge set built just for the outpost and for uh, electric entertainment so that they use that studio and they're really good and then uh, the other show the almost paradise is shot in the philippines and uh, that's a, a fun kind of cop uh, action show and it's really funny and there's a lot of action in it and and yeah it's all of it you know it has the emotional stuff and it has some drama and it has a lot of action and and it's very funny at the same time so that's that's a really fun show so hopefully those will both go 10 seasons and then i awesome. uh you know i have three sports teams that i do sonic branding for and that's the la kings it's 15th year with them and um the uh Portland Trailblazers, and I just picked up the uh, Detroit Red Wings. This is my first year with them. Oh, congratulations. Can you yeah, explain the, the title Sonic Branding? Because that is, first off, that's a cool name. It actually makes it sound way cooler than it is. <laughs> yeah. Sonic so Sonic Branding, Branding is, um, it's basically a Sonic logo. So with a sports team like McDonald's, da, 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 da. Yep. you know that that's, I'm loving it. Okay, so that's, and you don't have to see the brand. Somebody could just Hum that and you go, McDonald, mm -hmm. are you singing the McDonald's song? Immediately right. you, you have that recognition, just like the Rolling Stones. It's a tongue. And you go, that's the Rolling Stones. You don't have to read the words anywhere. You don't have to hear the music. Um, Luke Robitaille, who's a hockey player, was a hockey player, now he's the president of the Kings. Um, many years, well, 15 years ago, I took him a piece of music that I had, had done and I kept, I kept sending it into them for three years, every six months, one piece of music um, that I needed to, uh, I, I just thought all the arenas were playing the same music and, and nothing was kind of hockey centric. And I had an idea for something. So I gave them this, this song. Finally, he heard it. He brought me in and, and he said, you can see the team coming, but I want to hear the team coming before they get there. Basically the shark <laughs> in, yep. in Jaws. And uh, he said, I need a theme. He was the first hockey team to really have something like that. So uh, he said, I want you to change the goal song and I need a theme. And that was my first kind of task. And it was a three-year deal to start it off. And, you know, hopefully I'll make it 20 with these guys because it's, 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 um, it's been working. So I made a theme and then just like a movie, you have a theme and then you kind of do offshoots of the theme and you use the themes and things that are more serious or lighter and change the theme to major or minor or fast or slow or dance or rock or whatever it is, hip hop. And um, so I scored all of his 
all of the TV commercials, did the show Black and White, which we won an Emmy for, um, did my, do, do this stuff inside the arena. And um, yeah, I just revamped the goal song for this season. So it's the same goal song. It's just a little fresher and more modern. Um, so hopefully that'll go another 15 on that that one so that's what it is and the same thing with with the trailblazers won an emmy there uh wow for the same thing so um it's it's you know do i know what i'm doing i think i do at this point i mean just because i, I think you're a trailblazer though, right I well just point, be, no. well no i mean like with, with with doing the music like is it with the, the team is because forever it was you know creepy glitter there that one big song everyone had it I mean, and now it's right. like, uh, you know, you're doing new, you know, everyone's doing new music, doing something different, you know, a little more creative. Well, a little more creative, plus, you know, the, the, everyone's coming down on these teams for, for uh, them using other yeah music and they want to monetize it. So they go back and they're suing the teams for hundreds of thousands of dollars for back catalogs. Wow. Uh, so I got in, I think when the getting, getting was good. And I think hopefully I've proven myself as, as something I have the new, um, the Red Wings gold song as well. So that's the newest thing. Um, and that's what, that's what Sonic branding is. It's basically taking the, the Sonic logo that I create from, uh, the team outside onto the street, into the television, uh, commercials and any kind of events that they do and try to bring that back inside. So you're kind of taking the experience out and bring it back in and taking it out. And um, yeah, it's just a, it's a cool, it's a cool way to kind of be creative. And these guys are all receptive to it. And it's, it's nice because they tell you what they give you instant feedback, what they like. And it's cool to, there's no denying playing something in, in an arena for 20,000 people. And if they're going to latch onto it, they latch onto it. And if they're not, they're not, they're not going to. Um, so it's cool to see, but when they finally do, it's pretty amazing. Yeah. Can you still play music for 20,000 people? <laughs> every other night, That's every awesome. other night they're chanting to it. So That's awesome. yeah, I couldn't be happier. Yeah, it still gives me goosebumps. I, and when I hear it on TV, if I'm watching a game and I see like at Detroit, I'm like, why me? Like here they are. It's, I love hockey. I've always loved hockey. I've loved the Red Wings forever. And then they score a goal and I can hear my music in the background and I can see that everybody on their feet chanting to the words that I did on there. And like, I'm like, I'm still in disbelief. I really can't, like, wow, that, I can't believe it. I really can't believe it. <laughs> you know, uh, I'm still a, such a such a fanboy. I can't believe it. No, I think that's part of the reason why you're so successful. Yeah, no, thanks. You're a fan, yeah, and fun. you're you know, you're talented. You're because you're very, you're very open and kind. I'm such a fan. <laughs> I, you know, Jeff Labar was such a fan. I remember when we played Monsters of Rock. He went around to every single band and got all of their autographs. Metallica, he had a skateboard. He was like, will you sign my skateboard? They all signed it. He had pictures signed and his guitars signed. Anything he had, 
he would get signed from his favorite bands because we were just there that we were like we're part of this thing with all these bands we like we love these bands yeah and so we've i think we've always had that mentality as i can't believe i'm here uh which is really cool you know well I mean, I think it's always showed, and you know, it, 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 as I noted, it is it's just very sad what happened to Jeff. I don't want to poke on that subject too much. That's not the, is a, you know, a sad loss for everybody. Yeah, yeah. I know. I don't want to be that guy <laughs> to go there. <laughs> um, I know you get enough of that, you know, with all that kind of stuff. Um, but I want, I want to thank you for being on the show. I want to encourage people to go over to, to Double Forte Music. And check out all the stuff you're doing, all the shows you're doing. Check out, you know, the Sonic branding you're doing on the teams. You know, you're all over YouTube still. You're still popping up at jams. Uh, I, I saw one again t- recently with uh, Corey and um, John Five and um, Mike Lampy. You guys doing Run with the Devil. Um, oh, that was a fun one. We did three that night. Yeah, there's three yeah. songs there. Yeah, Take Corey really hits those notes, huh? Very cool. Wow. Yeah. Corey is so good. He is such a fan of 80s rock. His yells he's a fan of all game. rock. Oh, yeah, yeah. He, he carries a flag uh, well. He's great. He's had, he's had a great time. I'd never met him. I'd, I'd never met either one of those guys before that. Yeah. Before we got on stage. Really? I, we never rehearsed that. Never rehearsed it. Just oh. showed up and saw them upstairs in the dressing room. It's not even a dressing room. It's, it's like a gathering room. <laughs> okay dudes and the only thing we talked about was in take your whiskey home he said i'm gonna do that that little prompt at the beginning and then i'm gonna stop and let the crowd do it and then i'll sing it and then you come in i said okay that's the only rehearsal we did was it wasn't even a rehearsal it was just he was just like this is what we're gonna do and i was like okay cool and then we never we never played a note together until we were on stage and we played it it was so fun those guys I encourage people to just, I encourage you to just go seek it out too, because it's it's a yeah, good, it's good, a fun one. Up. It's a fun one, yeah. And I think John released one of those songs on his record. Oh, really? Um, okay. Yeah, yeah. I think I don't. What was it? the I am John Five? Whatever record was I am John Five? He uh, mm-hmm. he did that. And there's some cool cartoons that you guys should check out for John Five. He did um, three of them. I scored it and produced it, did one of the voices. Uh, I did a couple of the voices in each one of them. John's on it, Nikki Six is on it. Um, uh, Cindy Brady's on it. <laughs> Who else is on it? Jess Harnell, who's like the greatest VO guy on the planet. He plays uh, Wacko from the Animaniacs. He's on it. Oh, wow. um, yeah, he does a few voices on it. It's really good. But um, yeah, one's called Zoinks. The other one is called I Am John Five. I've seen Zoinks before. Yeah, Zoinks is good. I've seen that one. Yeah, that's a fun one. So people could go check that stuff out. That's it. Um, oh, yeah. And I did my first VO thing, which is on the monsters. I play the opening character. I voice the opening character, which is um, uh, Penny Whacker. He's the Crypt Keeper. Um, and I am the um, the Raven, the iconic Munster's Raven. Um, and those were my, my first real kind of movie voiceover gigs. So I did those for Rob Zombie last, last year. And that was not long ago then, huh? Was, 
What's that? So that was that long ago then, was it? I lost a little bit of no, track of this time. Year? It was, it was, yeah, with COVID, I lost the, the track of time, but the dates, yeah. Yeah, it just came out this year. It's on Universe yeah. for Universal Pictures, I think. Yeah. So if you get a chance to check that out, it's fun. People are expecting to see the Monsters TV show. This is basically the prequel, and it's, yeah. a, it's more artsy, and it's a lot of fun. It's just fun. People wanted to, they thought, because it's Rob Zombie, they want it to be horror. And it's like, the monsters they weren't horror. Are, it's, the bunches were it, never they horror. were never horror. It was a comedy thing, right. and it's funny. And they were a sweet family, and that's the whole thing. It was never horror. And they were like, "We want to see the a horror movie." It's like, oh my gosh, come on, people. So I think the monsters was a precursor like, to like t- saying like the people outside, the real people were the ugly ones, like one of those type of things. You know, right, this, this, this that's exactly TV. what it was. Right. The seventies did a lot of that, and I thought that's what the monsters were doing back then. Yes, that's exactly that what they were doing. That with the ones that everybody, you know, there's that famous scene that um, that Herman is talking to Eddie, and he talks about character, and um, that's kind of what this whole thing is. It's just fun. It's before they moved into uh, before they they got to thirteen thirteen Mockingbird Lane. So if you look at it that way, it's so much fun. It's a fun movie. It looks fun. I just haven't seen it yet. I haven't seen much of anything lately. Yeah. <laughs> well, shame. I will check it out. For shame. Yeah. Cool. I know. I know. I got some young young kids that are taking my love my time right now. But uh, yeah, that's all right. That's good. Well, cool. Thank you so much. Thanks for uh, thank you for being on the show, man. I appreciate thanks, it. Sir. My pleasure. Yeah, maybe we can just get rid of the piece that could be the yeah. the uh, thing for blabbermouth because they yeah, will right, latch on to that. Cut that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'll edit that out. Um, and yeah, um, I don't like that. I've actually done enough stuff where I've actually tried to be the anti blabber mouth. I think they put most of my less, less of my shows up because I've sideswiped a lot of their stuff because I don't want to do that. Yeah, so, I mean they're they're, they're nice, stuff. but it's all click clickbait no, and it's, it's all clickbait. You know, I've had issues with them. I've actually written them, so I, they've these yeah. have a lot of my stuff up there. Oh yeah. With all the all the all this all this rags, I've read all of them. I'm like, stop using this clickbait. I'm I'm giving you guys good stuff that I want to see. The show's not even named after me. I don't make money off it. I'm a I'm a grandfather. My dad. I would just go for music and recording. I just wanted to promote bands and artists that I liked and get real stories that I wanted to hear. I I pay for the show in pocket. Like I have no no nothing. I just want people to get like the real Fred story, the real or artists that aren't touring. You know what I mean? I tell them go buy their merch. That how much it costs for touring. Like go see these bands. This is what they're paying. You know the bands are complaining are. When I talked about they were jumping on Stephen Piercy, you know, they're kind of like bullying him because he was having some bad performances. I'm like, you guys don't know what's going on behind the scenes. You guys are adults. Like, right. so <laughs> yeah. the, the, the grandfather would get off my lawn at the internet. But, yeah, exactly. I love that. I love that. Well, you know, thank you. If everybody was like you, it would be a better place. You know, we'd have a lot more fun, wouldn't we? No, we would. And it's, that's the goal of the show. It's just, and that's why I've been lucky. I've had somebody like you and I've had other artists that don't usually go, go on shows. Just because my heart's just it's this is a pure music show, and I will definitely I'll edit that out. I'll send you the finished part for you, thank for you, you. so you can have it. And then if you want to share, oh, just so you, you have a copy of it. It's going to go up on all the podcast yeah. sites, and it'll go up on YouTube. I made some artwork so people can you know view it on YouTube. Um, I'll, I'll take that part out though. I want to thank you though. I appreciate this. This has been a really a real pleasure for me. It, it's my pleasure. Thanks for being so uh, adamant and just like after it, man. I was like, I cannot. <laughs> I just told all my my uh, peeps. I was like, I I can't I can't blow this guy out anymore. I have to 
do it. And I was like, I'm not going to do any more ever. That's it. But, but I had to come out of hiding for you. Not that it's I, I, anything new that you're hearing, but, uh, no, no, I no, I, I appreciate it. So. I, I appreciate it too. I mean, like I said, I said, I've autism. So I'm like that my superpower is persistency, like trying to be a stalker. I'm like, once they hear no, I'm like, okay, thank you. But if you hear maybe, I'm yeah. like, I'll keep going. <laughs> I won't go yeah, too far. And you did. And even just like, I can't believe how much you kept trying. And I think that was, yeah insanely cool i was like man this freaking really guy just wow who am i that anybody cares this much to do anything but, but Frank, I was like, said, for no, sure let's do it i would have stopped so. you know what i mean i'm not a stalker I would, if you said you know what not gonna yeah. happen right now i would have said okay thank you for your time which i've, I've heard listen everybody's gonna go through it one day and nobody is gonna call anymore asking for anything so i'm grateful yeah. that you wanted to even hear something uh, you know it's just uh, most of the time i'm like I got nothing to say because like, I'm not doing anything that fans want to hear about anymore. So there, there are fans. Who so, want to hear. It's just like yeah. the noisy ones. It's not the 12 people on Blabbermouth making the comments. There's about a hundred right. people to every 10 people. They're like, Oh really? That's kind of cool. He's doing that kind of shit. That's really kind of cool. It's the quiet ones. Mm -hmm. that's what my, my audience is quiet. My audience is like, um, imagine like, it's like a, like a concert in Asia where everyone just sits really quietly and watches it. I don't have oh, yeah. a lot of shit to talk about. They just enjoy it. And they just oh, go back on crazy. Day. It's the that's worst. Yep. Oh, that's the Japanese crowd. They yeah. just go quiet between the songs. We're like, no. <laughs> <laughs> that would yeah. be that would be a killjoy. It's like you don't think yeah. crazy than that would be starting a show with a ballad. No. <laughs> exactly. You're like throwback Mark Turin. Yeah. Mark Turin. Unbelievable. That's awesome. That's awesome. Oh. All right. Well, thank, thank you again you. very much. Take I wish you the best. Okay, Thanks. Bye. bye.